we shall live and not die, you told us. And it was the end of last year. And that work is being performed by you. We are grateful that we have a God who goes before us, who is with us, who is walking behind us, and we're master your love. Perfect love. And so there is no fear. For those that trust in you, we never be put to shame. Thank you for what you've done for this family and what you do for all of us. Blessed be thy name. We trust you this morning to teach us your word, to speak to us, and to help us to hear you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, this morning I'm going to talk about the father of mercies. The father of what? Mercies. It's not M-A-C-Y. This is M-E-R-C-I-E. How do you pronounce that? Mercies. The father of uh, mercies. Second Corinthians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of mercies. Take note of that. Plural. Mercies. And God of all comfort. See. So God is called the father of mercies because there are a lot of mercies of God that we do enjoy. The manifestation of his mercy is not just in forgiveness of sin. I was saying it on Thursday. That's about all you hear in the churches. Is that God forgave your sin. But that's not all he did. And if that was all you knew, you won't go far. Because you do without the rest of his mercies. So everything that God did for us on the cross is his mercy. All of it. And we ought to know all of it. God is compassionate by nature. He's a loving and merciful God. And we say God is good all the time. And the scripture tells us that God is so rich in mercy. You know what being rich means? Rich means having a great deal of something, a great amount of something, a high value of something. It's not just that God is merciful, but the scripture says he's rich in mercies. Ephesians 2.4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, you can see the adjective that is being used to bring forth how God loves us. How merciful God is. He's so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much. Not just that he loved us, but he loved us how? So much. That even though we were dead, now he begins to tell us practically how God's love was demonstrated to us. Even though we were dead because of our sins, he, f- he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Even though we were s- stuck in sin and all of that, while we were yet sinners, he sent his son to die for us. That's mercy. Mercy to the extent you can't even understand that he will pay that price for people who don't deserve it, people who hated him, People who didn't respect him. While we are dead, we are, we, are married, we are married in iniquity and godlessness. 
Sin is, is it keeps people in slavery. We were in slavery. But he has mercy. While we were in all of that, he sent his son. I told you the compassion has action. Compassion is not just to empathize. Compassion is his move to take action to help you out. God is full of compassion. So if you, if you think of when God did this and where we were, you begin to understand that there's nothing God does with merit. Nothing. Because he finished this, this while we were in, in, in iniquity. The Bible says that, he said, even though we were dead because of our sins, we're not righteous, we're not good people. He gave us pastors. Pastors. You, you don't come to Christ and, and do anything. He already gave you this. All you need to do is to come and accept it. He didn't say, when you come and do this and do this. No, no. He already gave you. Already. When people don't understand salvation, they think that they, they contributed anything to it. No. Salvation is something already fulfilled. And God is waiting for you to come to Christ and accept what he has offered you in Christ. That's as simple as it is. You don't need to do anything. You don't have to beg him for anything. You were a sinner, he gave you that. What are you going to tell him to give it to you? It's already yours. All he wants you to do is to come and accept it in Christ. That's it. And he said, it's only by God's grace that we have been saved. It reminds us that all this is because of God's grace. Grace is what you don't uh, merit. They call it grace is unmerited what? That's wrong English. It's called tautology. If it's unmerited, it's unmerited. If it is favor, it's unmerited. You can't say grace is unmerited, unmerited. That repetition. When I went to school, they taught us it's called tautology. I went to the university where the lecturer will tell you you will fail. And he will walk towards it. It's, I don't want to tell you the name of the university. Very tough place to go to school. Immediately after the exams, the doc will come and call us and start calling the result. You call this man F, he will smile. This person F, he will smile. I'm not making it up. Real story. I will call just few people that pass. He said, I told you, fair. he takes his smooth cigar, pop it, walks away. And you come for by-election. So this is past tense, people. Last Sunday I demonstrated to you, I said, if you want to walk with God, you've got to believe what he said. You have to agree with him. If God said, I've done something, don't try to make him do it. That is totally walking. You're not in sync with him. And he won't change. His world won't change. And if you don't change, you don't walk with him, you don't get it, you don't benefit it, as simple as it is. If you like, within midnight prayer, 1 a.m., that's your business. This world will never change. It is settled where? In heaven. He gave it to us. If you watch what the church is doing, what people are doing, and call it preaching, and you think that, it's, that Jesus is yet to do something. And all they tell them is, you have to do this or you do this. It's not true. What must I do to be saved? Do what? You are Christians now. Do what? Do what? What else did they add there? Why do we add this thing? Who gave, who gave us the right to add all of this? Thing? 
It's because we don't know the love of God. We think it's a human being like us, you know, because you won't give. Even the one you gave, if they, if they do something you don't like, you remind them. After I did all this thing for you last year. Uh, if, if I without me, you would have been hungry up there now. Then you, begin, you want them to worship you. That will tell you how wicked people, people are. God is not like that. You go and be telling everybody, do you know that sister? He has even forgotten. When he came to this country, I was the one that even proved. If, do you know that dress he wears? I bought it for him. Now, see the way he's even talking to me. Are you God? The one you're wearing, who gave it to you? God says, what do you have you did not receive? If you receive the why, you boasting. See how heartless we are. And we think God is like that. We, know we, 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 we put God in our mood because we are comfortable. It, it doesn't challenge our conscience. Because if you really put God in his proper mood, it challenges your conscience right away. Because you realize you are not like him. So in order for us to be comfortable, we must put God in our mood so he gives you room to, to think you are good. Do you know that the knowledge of the way you perceive God is the way you behave? The way you perceive God, the knowledge of God you have is transforms into your life. For he raised us from the from dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus. All these things are past tense. Seven. So God can point to us in all future ages when you now come. God can point to you as example of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness. <laughs> that's it. That's the plan. So when you come to Christ, God can point. See, if you want to see how kind I am, how compassionate I am, look at this man. See what I gave him. That tells you who I am. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see that God really wants us to know him that way. He said, in future, in ages to come, even in eternity, we still be praising his grace, praising his mercy. It's in your Bible. As shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Then he begins to give us more examples. Verse 8, God saved you by his grace. When you believe, simple. And you can't take credit for this. You can't say, because I prayed this, I did. That's not why I saved you. You already did it. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us. All this is a past tense. It's not that it's future. Yesterday I went, today I go, tomorrow I will. They taught us that. Did, you, did they teach you that? They taught us that. So he said, past, present, and if I we went to the same school now, that's what they were telling. Every Yesterday I went, today I go, tomorrow I will. So they were teaching us past, present, and future tense. That's one they call present participle. I don't want to confuse my wife. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. <laughs> but all I'm trying to bring forth is you've got to put your, your acceptance of what God has done in the tense in which he puts it. 
If God says, I have done this, don't bother about how you feel. Don't bother about how you, it doesn't matter. Just believe it. Just say, yes, Lord, I accept it. Why do you accept it? You say it so. Ah, God said to somebody, he said, isn't my word enough for you? What else are you looking for? If my word is not for you, then I'm not enough for you because I'm my word. Isn't God's word enough for us? Can't you read the word and go to bed and say, if God says this, it is here and then. I remember when armed robbers came to our house and they came to kill us. Real story. They were armed. And when they knocked on the door, I, I didn't know they were armed robbers. So I got up. That was 3 a.m. I said, who is coming to our house? And my wife came out and said, they are armed robbers. And then she was heavy with the, I think Oinine was inside there. Didn't they? Oinine was sitting there and watching. She was really pregnant, very heavy. And I said, armed robbers. And I asked her a very foolish question. I said, what did they come to do? <laughs> you know, because I, I was confused. <laughs> I was thoroughly confused. I said, what did they come? And they were banging. I said, what did they come to? He said, I don't care what they, listen to this. He said, I don't care what they came to do, but I know one thing. That the word of God said, no evil shall enter that dwelling place. And they said, I'm going to sleep. Because God will never lie. A pregnant woman, and she left me there and went to bed. I stood there, I felt so, I said, I said, ha, man. I wanted her to come out so I can argue, but she had gone to bed. I stood there, I said, yeah, that's true. And I said, whatever spirit brought this people, I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to get out of this compound immediately. Do you know what happened? Adamu, see them, see them, see them. Adamu, they don't come. They, I don't know who they saw. They jumped the wall, boom, they were gone. The following day, they went to my neighbor and killed somebody. Real story. Real story. Why? Somebody put her life line and said, this word is here. I went to bed. It wasn't me because I was rejected. But she had gone to bed. She said, the scripture said, and heaven had it. He said, no, he said, no evil shall come nigh thy what? Dwelling. He said, I'm going to bed. God is big enough to keep, perform his word. If God says something, don't worry about circumstance. All he's looking for, who believes my, that's all. You don't have to fall down. You don't have to do midnight prayer. <laughs> all those things you're wasting your time. All that God is saying, who has believed my report? So my arm will be revealed. He said, when she believed that report, the arm of God rose up. Because you will never make God a liar. I don't care who you are. Put all the devils in this world together. They, they will never make God a liar. It's not possible. The Bible, but the Bible says it's impossible for God to what? To lie. Impossible. All the governments in this world put together can't make God a liar. And they are worth nothing to him. He said, the whole world is like a, a speck of dust before me. How come we, are, we can't believe God? And we, we're called believers. Verse 8 says, God saved you, past tense, by his grace, 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 grace. You don't merit it. When you believe, 
And you can't take credit for this now. So what, what, what are you going to tell God I did for you to do this? No, it's already yours. If you come to Christ, it's through Christ. But now salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So no one, none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Look at what he did again. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us. All of it past this. Keep seeing it. Created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's why you can live his life. Because he gave you his life. Let's read more about divine mercy here. Ephesians 1, 3. He said, I'm reading 3 to 8. Then we switched, go to 11. And they live 11 to 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us. Who has what? Is it past tense? You're not sure. Is it past tense? Why are you begging him now? Why not go and say, Lord, you bless me with this. Thank you, Lord. You bless me with this. Thank you, Lord. Wow, your word is true. I found it there. Your word is here. Yeah. Practice it now. Don't start singing it in church. Go home and do it when nobody sees you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <clears throat> it says, it says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ? Just as he chose us, all these things, pastors, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in, because he loves us. I told you, he has a, God makes you holy, God makes you righteous. Because Jesus said, you can do nothing Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ, to him, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Praise of the glory of what? His grace. Remember what we read? He said the praise of his mercy, the praise of his glory, the praise of his glory, that we should recognize that he's compassionate, he is love, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through what? Our redemption came through the blood, not in us. The forgiveness of sin. But you won't accept it. You won't accept it. According to the riches of his grace, he keeps telling us, this is the riches of my grace, it's the riches of my mercy, it's my compassion, I'm just, that's me, that's my, that's my nature. How do you relate with people? Is it not by your nature? Some of you that are quick to anger, everybody relate with, the thing comes like, firebrand. Some of you that don't talk, but you have something inside. But inside, you know what you will those are the ones you should be afraid of. Because you don't know what they are going to do. Okay, verse 11. In him also we have obtained, we have obtained an inheritance. What is inheritance? It's blessing that is your right. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we, we who first trusted in Christ Trusted in Christ now should be to the praise of his glory. In him you, you also trusted after you had the word of 
truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were now sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. He said, because of this, you sealed with the Holy Spirit, which means you have the Spirit of God in you. And the Bible says, if you have the Spirit of God in you, you belong to him. And if you belong to him, then you are a heir of God. All the blessings of God are yours already. See, through Jesus Christ, God the Father demonstrated his attributes of love and compassion. Jesus was here demonstrating how compassionate God is, how loving God is, how caring God is. He was demonstrating it all over the place. All, he said, if you see me, you've seen the Father at work. This is him. The Father and me is doing all of this. John 14, 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me now has seen the Father. And how are you saying to me, show me the Father? The Christian is supposed to do this. You don't have to look for Jesus. Look for a Christian. That's exactly what God duplicated in Christ. That anybody sees a Christian should see Christ. That's why we are called Christians. That's what God duplicated. When they saw John and Peter, they said they were unlearned. How did they identify them? They say they have been with who? Christ. That's how they identified them. Look at nine, Matthew 9. Let's see the father at work. Later, Matthew invited him and his disciples to his home for as dinner guests, along with many who? Along with many who? Tax. What's the equivalent of tax collectors today? Police in some countries, not every country, do. And um, custom officers in some countries, IRS officers in some countries, maybe not every country. It was those people who collect uh, money from the public. So in that time, they were very corrupt. Tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. What do you mean that somebody is disreputable? He has no reputation at all. There is no reputation you can attach to him. And he said, but when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, hmm? why does your teacher eat with such scum? And this still happens today. I'm not kidding. It still happens today. There are people who think they are holier than other people. Call others scum. I've pastored 40 years and I've seen a lot. When you do this in the number of years I've done it, you will see a lot. Why does your teacher eat with such come? Twelve. When Jesus had this, he said, healthy people don't need a, a doctor, but sick people do. Since you people are very good, you don't need me. Get out. That's how people cut themselves up from the help of God. Thirteen. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show what? Mercy. So I came to show God's mercy to everybody. Nobody deserves it. Even you. You don't deserve it. 
You don't count people out of it. Nobody deserves it. It's mercy. If you deserve mercy, it's no more mercy. And you show mercy to people who are guilty. You know, they didn't know they were guilty too. I've come, to, I, I, want you to, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call not those who think, who think, who think, who think, God didn't tell them, but they think they are what? Righteous. But those who know, they are sinners. For all have sin. He said, those people who know that, I'm coming for them. But those who think they are good, they are righteous, they have arrived. Paul wrote this thing clearly. He said, if you want to be justified by the law, you're under the curse of God. You cut yourself off from grace. Because you're thinking that you are okay. Mark reported this same incident. Look at Mark 2.15. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Many people of this kind. <laughs> many. You come to church, you think this person shouldn't be there. Is it your church? Did he come to your house? Leave him alone. You didn't bring him. Jesus brought him. Jesus brought him. So what's your business? Let me tell you something. People who, people who we think are worse sinners, they turn out to be awesome Christians. They are the ones that appreciate the love of God more. I'm not kidding. They're the ones. And the knowledge of divine compassion and love changes your life. It's a mystery. The law will never change your life. The law will never change your life. Because God is not the law. But God is love. Can I hear amen? And only God can change our life. If God is love, then only his love can change our life. His love changes our life. You know, I showed you on Sunday that faith works through love. Mohammed, you can come. Come. They are using beak. Are you from Lagos? In America, we, we don't use beak. We use... Go and sit down. You don't even know... <laughs> I showed you yes last Sunday. If this man here knows that I have power to do everything, he might want to come for help, which is natural, right? But what, what level of confidence? Uh, is it breaking? Are we good? At what level of confidence will he come to ask me for power? Is the level high or low? Come on, church. Is the level high or low? Faith walks through love. Watch it. But somebody comes to tell him that this man that has power loves him. This man, man, this man told me, man, he's so concerned about your condition. You are so poor like church rat. Eh? So he wants to help you. you know, hey, now that man, man, that's his nature. That's what he does. He's, oh, he's so yearning to help you. What have you been doing? What is the level of confidence to come now? From, from 10% 10, 10 to 100, where do you think it will go? From, okay, zero to 100, what would the level of confidence go now? Eh? Eh? Some people say 90. Who says 100? Who says 50? Okay, before he knew this, what was the level of confidence? 
So you see, faith works through love. So when he realizes that I love him, that as somebody said, I was talking to that man. He's, he's, he's talking about you all day. Really? Man, are you sure? Yeah. I came from his house. I am telling you. All he's waiting for is for you to come. In fact, he told me to tell you, ask, you shall receive. Who? Immediately, you finish telling him, where is he going? Tell me, church, where is he going? Right here. And if he's coming, he's coming with expectation. His faith is walking through knowing that I love him and I care about him. But if you hide that knowledge from him, he doesn't know my love for him. Quit the devil is working hard to do. He, you can know the power of God all you want to. But until you know his compassionate disposition towards you, you're not going to reach out to that power with faith. You're going to be doubting, especially when things, are, when you have cancer comes, all the things that frighten comes, you're going to be doubting. And when it has lasted a long while, you're still going to be doubting. But the day you are convinced that he's, he really wants to help you, you will rush there with faith. Can I hear him? Thank you. So look at what Oh, I haven't even come today. I jumped some verses. But I have to pull you back. What I want to talk about is hearing that thing, hearing that vital information that God loves me and convincing me that I will change and take away my fear, take away my doubt. I may not really merit it, but I now realize that he's given it to me because he loves me. Between the power here and that man, what is standing between us is his knowing who I am. So it is critical that when the person is talking, supposing the person is talking to him, he's not hearing. The first time this man loves he does not hear he's not hearing. He won't hear it. And if he doesn't hear it, nothing changes. Look at look at Acts 10 32. When God said to Cornelius to send to Peter, Acts 10 32. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here whose surname is what? Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon Eternal by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you, sir, immediately. And you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God. To what? Here. To what? All the things commanded you by God. I've had people say that, you see, Cornelius was such a wonderful man, and God sent Peter to save him. Salvation is not for good people. God didn't send Peter because Cornelius is good. Read your Bible. Why did you read in the Bible that salvation is for good people? All have what? Including Cornelius. No, I was asking the Lord about it. I said, Lord, why do you? He said, the reason, he said, the reason I sent this is because if that man wasn't good, some people would think salvation is for only bad people. So I chose somebody who in the eyes of people are what? Good. 
So when I introduced salvation to the Jews, I chose a reputable teacher, highly respected and highly honored. And it was him that Jesus said, you must be born again. He said, if I don't choose that type of people, you human beings will argue and say, see, it's only for sinners. See this kind of, no. So these people are good. I want to show you that your goodness cannot uh, save you. Now, the result of eagerness to hear, if you didn't, if you, if you come to church and God is speaking in the Sunday school, and God is talking, and he's not hearing. He won't know. And if he doesn't know, he'll be living without and doing all this 3 a.m. thing and 5 a.m. wasting his time, doing rituals. For what already is his own? Acts 10, 44. If you are following me, say Amen. Acts 10, 44. Why Peter yet speak these words. The Holy Ghost fell on all of them. Which, which what? Which what? No, no. Which what? It's not hard. It's which what? Hard the word. H-E-A-R-D. It's not hard. It's Hard. Can I hear amen? I want to, why, why I'm doing this, there are words I want to emphasize for you, so I kind of do that so that you won't forget it. I learned it from Sister Doro Cake. It's a teacher. One day she was talking about teaching. She didn't know it. She was teaching us how to repeat things. That's why it's good to listen. I learned it from her, and I've been doing it, and it's working. She may not even remember. <laughs> I got it from her. She was teaching about repeating. So if you repeat, people will say, wow, that's, that's true, that's true. You know, emphasizing this. I've been doing this since I, I, she may not even remember. I said, a long time. So now the word hard, you can't forget it. <laughs> it, was, it was Sister Dora that taught me that. I learned from everybody that can teach me. Because I know I don't know a lot. I don't know much. I need you to teach me anything you can teach me, Allah. Amen. So it says, it says, it says there, the word heard is very important. It says in that place, verse what? Verse what? 44? Yeah, it says, and the Holy Spirit fell on them which what? Heard the word. That qualification is important. He said, it is those that heard it. Those who didn't care. Who don't want to hear? Nothing. 45. And they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of uh, the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can anyone forbid what a see what hearing does? Immediately they heard it. God saw their heart that they've accepted this word. And they are now saved. They didn't even confess anything. God baptized the Holy Spirit. Because the Jews would have had difficulty in dealing with these Gentiles. If you know the demarcation and you shall not eat with them, you can't even visit them. God had to break that thing to show them that whom I have cleaned, you must not call unclean. If God didn't do that, well, I'm sure Peter and the rest will still be struggling. They got back, by, by past all their, all their dissonance, baptized, and they were speaking in tongues. The reason is because they, they had. They had. If you know what to lose by not hearing, if you know, ah, if you know what you have lost 
because you were looking down on the word of God, you won't hear it. If you know frustrations you would have avoided in your life. If you know the miracles you would have enjoyed, because you won't hear. If you want to walk with God, make yourself what? Not. Not. Luke seven fourteen, And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples, the great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him, hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They came to hear first. They have to hear. Then they, they were healed. And, it, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the, multitude, the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed how many of them? Oh, but the key was that they had what he was saying. So I want us to know that God relates with us through his nature of compassion. Don't expect God to relate with you through any other way. He relates with you through his nature of compassion. He's a spirit he relates through as a spirit, but in dealing with us human beings, he knows we, we are just, we don't know what we're doing. Psalm 103. The Lord is what? The Lord is what? Compassionate and what? Merciful. Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love for who? For me. Filled with unfailing love for who? No, no, no. Filled with unfailing love for who? For me. Now let's continue. Verse 9. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. The next one. He does not punish us for all. Let's read verse 10 together. Let's go. One to go. He does not punish us for what? All our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we desire. This is what people won't believe. Verse 11. For his unfailing love towards those who, mark the word, fear him. Very important. Who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Verse 12. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from what? The west. Verse 12. The Lord is like a father to his children. How is he? Tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Mark the word fear him. Verse 14. For he knows. What does he know? How weak we are. He knows it. He understands. Let me tell us something. He made you the way you are. Just live your normal life. He will make you what he wants you to be. He knows our struggles. He knows everything. God knows your heart. God knows what you want. He knows what you don't want. He knows what you are pretending. He knows everything. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are what? Dust. 15. Our days on earth are just like what? Grass. All this, they say just like grass. Like white flowers. We bloom and we are gone. 16, the wind blows and we are gone. As though we had never been here. Period. But the love of the Lord remains 
forever. With those who mark the word fear him. His salvation extends to the, to the children's children. Can I hear a big amen here? Amen. Amen. So God raises a family. He says, I'm a father. Pity my children. I know your struggles in this world. I know what you're dealing with. I understand everything. My love, compassion will never depart from you. John 5, 20. For the father loves the son, shows him all things that he has he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Jesus said, my relationship with my father is a love relationship. He's uh, my father and his son. Exactly what he says. He said, the father wants family. So he says, he shows me things, he loves me. I know he loves me. So he shows me things because he loves me. Now, there are people who don't fear the Lord. There are people who they have no sense of sacredness. They don't honor God. They don't care. They come to church, but they have no intention of allowing any word of God enter, enter them by choice. The Bible calls them wolves among sheep. The tares. He said, they don't fear the Lord. They don't honor the Lord. They don't care about God. They have no respect for God. They go and do what they like. Live, tell lies, live anyhow. Titus 150. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are what? Pure. He said, when your heart is pure, then you have a sense of sacredness. You know, you hold things in, you know, in, in, with that sense of uh, purity. But nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and don't believe it. They don't believe the word of God, nothing. Because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. When the Holy Spirit says you are worthless, you are. I didn't write this back. 2 Timothy 2.12. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. But if we deny him, he will what? Deny us. How do we deny him? By, by the life we live. Luke 6, 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do, nothing, do, do not the things which I say? If you want to honor God, do what he says. Do what he says. Matthew eleven twenty one. For every, not everyone who said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will come, will say to me on that day, Lord, 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 they are still calling Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? That doesn't make you a Christian. Walking miracle, doing, doesn't make you a Christian, nothing. Devils prophesy. Demons work miracles. And in thy name have cast out demons. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will still profess unto them, I never what? Knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Friends, the Bible tells us that many are called. But what? 
There's no picture in that Bible that tells you many people. Few. They place no value on the mercy of God. They place no value on the grace of God. They don't care about it. They are self-righteous people. Galatians 2.21. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. How can you treat the grace that saved you as meaningless and walk in the benefit of it? It's not going to work. What you don't respect will not bless you. And the result of this abuse, Romans 6.1. What, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may what? Abound. God forbid. God forbids it. That's not divine pattern. How shall we that are dead sin live any longer therein? Second Timothy 1 9. This is our call. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. That's why it's a compassion on those who fear me, those who are honoring me and wanting and desiring and walking and pursuing righteousness, pursuing this. I know where you are, where your heart is. I know. You may not get it perfect, but I know you are pursuing. But those who are not interested, don't care about me. It's a different bargain. For God called us, and for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it. It's still grace working, but because that, that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace. To show us what? His grace through Jesus Christ. To reveal the mercy of God through Christ Jesus. That's why I saved you by grace. That's why I gave you my life by grace. That's why I gave you my spirit by grace. I empowered you by grace. So you have the power now to discipline your flesh. I gave you my spirit to give you wisdom. To guide you. So he broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. Through the gospel, he shows us the way to life. That if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a new life. If you believe in him, you have a new life. Shows the way to life, the way to life. Out of death, the way to life. Out of darkness, the way to life, the way to life. First Timothy 4.8. Physical training is good. Are you following me? If you are following me, say Amen. If you are sleeping, shout a bigger amen. We don't have any in the house. First Timothy 4 8. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. The gospel teaches godliness. Because he said, the grace of God that brings us salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to deny. All on So if I'm not denying ungodliness, I'm not responding to the gospel. I'm not taking advantage of what God has empowered me with to, with to do. First Timothy 6, 6, 6. Yet through godliness with, with contentment is, is a great wealth. Church, look up here. Let me tell us something. What has destroyed many lives in this present day is where devil has changed the true message of gospel with materialism. 
he has taken the gold from people and given them bronze. So you come to church, everything is focused on money. Everybody is, is prayer list is about materialistic things. Materialism. And people measure themselves how, how, how close they are with God by the kind of car they drive. And pastors measured by, is driving four by four. Which, which, one, which one is four by four? Okay, front wheel drive. Listen to me, it's demonic. It's a shame that people have brought materialism in church and taken out Christ Jesus. It's a shame. That's not the purpose why he died. He died to give us what? Life. So we can live this godly life. That's why he came. So we can become children of God and live. So the people see us and see him. He said, don't follow me for things that what? Perish. Follow me for things that are is eternal. When the dollar becomes eternal. First Timothy 6 says, Yet true godliness with contentment, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be what? Contented. There's no more contentment. That's leading to divorce, leading because you want to be, your husband must be like, a, must be a Sansom Achille manner. If it's not, you know, your neighbor bought, bought a Mercedes and therefore your husband is no more measuring of Who told you that? He's, 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 where did you get that idea? There are more values than Mercedes. There are greater values than Mercedes. If that man is godly, give God the praise that you marry the godly man. He may not have Mercedes, but he has some other things. He's a godly man that can marry you and make sure you make heaven. What shall it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? The devil brought materialism into the church. And people can't take enough of it. <laughs> enough of it. Check your prayer list now. Which one is about eternal values? Check it. Am I telling you what you don't? Take your prayer list and tell me what, what keeps you awake in the night. You know, Paul, you know what kept him awake? That Christ be formed in you. That's all. He said, you're my reward. If I see you in Christ, <laughs> living the life, he said, you're my reward. That's all I want. Your children are there in Christ. Are there, he goes to do good school. What does he mean, good school? He's in the school of Jesus. Because that's what we give. That's a good legacy to live with them when you leave. Because if, if they're the hand of Jesus, he will take them from glory So God wants us to really live a life of mercy too. Hosea 6 says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I want you to know me that I'm merciful. And I want you to also be merciful like your father is merciful. New Living Translation said, I want you to. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. 
I want you to know me more than I want, that I, more than I want burnt offerings. Now, Jesus is our example here. John 10, 17. Therefore, my father loves me because I laid down my life that I may take it up. He said, that's why he loves me, because I gave my life to you. Merciful act. He loves it. God loves merciful act. More than run around from fellowship to fellowship and you're wicked. So used to him. You will sleep. Every time I carry your bag. You don't talk to Edina. You don't talk to Jaja. You don't talk to everybody. You are looking for who did this, did this, did this. And they carry your bag. Sister, you are not a sister to start with. Let me tell you why I learned that. I learned it from my mentor. My mentor told the story. Okay. Told the story in his church of a sister. They knew him as very holy. She would be sacrificed. She would make it. She would come early. She had a special seat. Very quiet. You know, very quiet. And prayer. Hey. He said, he said, wow, he was my best member. And she got sick. I prayed and prayed. I went there and prayed. She was dying. He said, there was another member I had. I didn't consider her holy. She didn't show so much. Uh, no, in fact, she was, didn't consider anything. He said, every single time there was sickness in her house, and I go there and pray, they will get healed. And I threw my Bible, dying. I said, God, this is not fair. I said, God, this is not fair. No, 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 it's not fair. You need to explain this to me. I, I pastor this church. I know them. I know them. Say, this sister, her, she, why is she not healed? And she helps me in ministry. She does this. She was telling God as if God didn't know. And God answered it with a vision. God said, let me show you what I see. It's not what you see. Let's be careful what we do. He opened her eyes. He said, look at this one. Her heart had nothing. She had no grudge against anybody. <laughs> she Nothing. Nothing. He said, I deserve mercy, not sacrifice. When I write something in the Bible, do it. Nothing. Not, she, he said, and she had the heart of a child. He said, I not, he said, when you enter there, what does she say? He said, Pastor, pray they'll be healed. The word is true. He said, faith pleases me. He said, let me show you your sister. That's what God called. Her heart was so dark. There was a list of things that people did to her going back many years. And listen to what God said to this pastor. And if she's a Christian, I don't know it. I don't know it. God does not see the way we see. We should be careful what we do. John 15, verse 13. We love him because he first what? Love. So you can't change. You're not going to change. You're not going to love like him until you know his love for you. That's the mystery of God. It's through knowledge you are transformed. It's not through love. It's through knowledge. Transformed by knowledge. He said, if you know his love, then you can love him. And if you love him, then you can keep his uh, commandment. Who has, if you have ever loved, if you have never loved, I don't blame you. But those of you who are married, 
I, I, let, I let me assume that you marry the one you love. There is nothing your lover wants you to do, you won't do. You don't need effort. Why? You want to please. Come on, church. Am I, are you in the moon? You want to please her or him. You are driven by love. Our relationship with God is driven by love, not by obligation. Not by obligation. You, you want to. No, I have to. He said, if you love me, then you can do what I say from your heart. And number two, what you love is where your heart is. Whatever you love is a treasure to you. If you love a man, that man becomes a treasure to you. If he smiles, awesome. If he cries, awesome. If he sits down, it's better to sit down. If he stands up, that's the best thing in this world. If he oh, turning around, is awesome. Tell me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? The one you love is a treasure to you. And the thing about it, you can't even hide it. No, you can't hide it. Especially to those who have been experienced in life. Because it's autonomous reaction. You don't have control over it. Anything he says, you laugh. But the one you don't like says anything. If you ever hear his voice... Jesus said, if you love me, that's when you will do what? Obey me with all your heart. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? How huh? thy? Huh? Are you leaving me alone? <laughs> Let's start this journey again. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drag you there. Thou shalt love the Lord with God with all what? Heart. And what again? How thy? Mind. And what again? You know why? Because that's what will make you give him your life without struggle. That's what will make you surrender it all to him. Love will make you drop it all. All of it. But if it's law, you, 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 you will do so when it's convenient. And Jesus said, when you start loving me, I and my father will come and manifest ourselves to you. I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, you need to manifest your, he said, read my Bible. If you love me, I'll do that. You don't have to force me. I'll manifest myself to you. I'll show you the glory of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. We'll stop here. Did you get anything?